0: This is the Get Out of Here Baldi Podcast, episode 65, November 14th, 2023. This week's Baldy of the Week is none other than Larry the Cucumber, who was a character on Phil Vischer's cartoon series, The Veggie Tales. If you were a parent, or a kid, or even a teenager growing up in the 90s, you know all about the VeggieTales and Larry the Cucumber and his friend Bob the Tomato and all the rest of the cohort. You couldn't walk into a Christian bookstore back in the 90s without running into VeggieTales series, movies, shirts, you name it. National Day celebration. We go from Larry the Cucumber to... November 14th is National Pickle Day, so we're celebrating pickles today. The Baldies encourage you to get out and have a pickle, whether you eat it by itself or on or in something else. We talked about the messages last week at Wyatt Park and Harvest Evangelical Free Church. At Wyatt Park, we read from James chapter 5, verse 1 through 6, and at Harvest, they read, Exodus chapter 12 and 13. Thanks again for joining us, friends. And now it's time to go get this bread.
1: They're Ben and Aaron, and they love sharing about their love for Jesus and food covered in cheeses. Weird news, history, sports I'm a generation raised playing organ trail national celebrations almost every day there's only one thing I have to say don't you point or stare at their lack of hair yes they're follicly challenged so sing along with the biblical baldy ballad get out of here baldy get out of here baldy if you don't know what I've second kings chapter 2 verse 23 get out of here baldy get out of here baldy if you don't know what i mean if you don't know what i mean come and take a listen to your two bald kings
2: Huzzah, Baldy buddies, and <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Get Out of Here Baldy Podcast. This is episode sixty-five. We're gonna try a new intro. My wife gave me the huzzah uh, this week, but I'm your host, Aaron Michaud. Thanks, Aaron. I'm joined Sarah. by, as always, Pastor Ben Hitsfield. See our wives, you never do, know. Our wives I got, do. I got do care to figure, about I, I have not been able to nail down. That's all like, right. The Baldy Buddies part I love. Yeah, yeah. The 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 lead in I just. Uh, it's been good. unsatisfactory so that's right. far it's I so mean, we're gonna just keep
0: testing it so. you've been consistent but uh yeah i'm all for trying new things so thanks no for the i got well
2: it's like what's up that's just not <laughs> i'm not gonna be remembered for that <laughs> What we'll like say going say? try something new. Huzzah, right. probably wasn't it. It didn't feel right. It, well, try it did not. Try it again. I it mean, didn't roll off the tongue. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I trust. We'll you. see how it goes. Yeah. So anyway, we're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> uh, now you got something to look forward to every week, listeners. <laughs> Some sort of ridiculous intro. There you go. Until I. Until it just feels right.
0: I'm here for it. How you doing, brother? Doing, doing great, doing great. Uh, uh, yeah. So, been doing some yard work, and uh, the leaves are falling like crazy right now. So, it's keeping me, keeping me active. And you uh, guys still got any color up here? Everything's brown here now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's, there's a few trees that still have some color on them. Um, but yeah, like every day, pretty much for probably for the rest of this week, is this is going to be the week where a lot of it's just kind of shaken off. So, um. So- but yeah, how about you? What's going on down there in uh in Southland?
2: Out well, in, I had my mom in yeah. for a visit. Okay. And so oh, that nice. was fun. She we sent her off yesterday. So it was nice just to see okay. her. And cool. I mean, she connected I mean, I got to see a, a little bit of her. She came to stay yeah. with the boys when we went to a retreat. Uh, but then and good. then she's hung out with her sisters a good portion oh, of the time. Yeah. Um, and she, she what'd she say? She said, uh she woke up one morning and her jaw hurt she's like, What did I do? And she just realized they had been laughing so hard. Wow. Together. Wow. That her jaw like was got sore. And nice. so it was a it was a great trip. Um wow. again, it was just fun to see her and <laughs> I and mean, it was good to like have her connect with her sisters. And yeah. it's cool to be in a place where they're gonna be able to do that fairly regularly, yeah. I think. So
0: Hi Marilyn. Good to good to hear your name. So that's right. Yeah, your mom's awesome. And
2: then, uh, what, Asher had a, he got, he made district band, all district bands, so we did a trip up to okay. Lebanon, uh, Missouri, and
0: Congrats saw that
2: performance, so, so yeah. Very cool. It was one of those weekends that was too full, you know, yeah, uh, like, I, I got by. to Sunday, and then Monday, and you're like, did, what, what happened? how did this happen? Uh-huh. <laughs> I need a nap, <laughs> I need a nap for my weekend. <laughs> But <laughs> that's, that's all right.
0: How about you? Yeah. You guys do
2: anything fun? Or
0: well, the high school had their their musical. Central High School did, and it was ah. it was Mean Girls. So you know, at first I was like, ah, I don't know about this. And <laughs> and to be honest, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it it's a bit risque. Um, and even the director came out in the beginning of the show and and basically said as much. And she said we took out as much as they allowed us to. You know, the the company that uh, puts out the the uh, the script and um, but she also said listen this is the world that our teenagers live in right now mm. and and she said so either we can kind of be blinded to that um, or we can just face reality and and really she pointed us to the very end of, of the show which there's a moral there's there, there's a moral thought to it of course you you know, you can find any moral thought lacking apart from from the gospel, but I can at least appreciate attempt to um, encourage kindness. You know, and uh, and and not bullying you know, and using our words wisely. So I can, I can appreciate that. So um, mm-hmm. anyways, so we watched it Neliana just loved it the whole time. She was little, smiling the whole time. And, and Mac um, Carlson, uh, Matt, you know, um, yes. from church, he had one of the, the lead roles as, as Damien and he just, he just knocked it out of the park, man. It was just, it was fun. It was, it was a fun, fun show. It's so fun. yeah,
2: mean girls. That was a Lindsay Lone hand before yeah. the drugs. Yeah. That you was know? 2004, right. man. Yeah. I <laughs> we're getting old. Getting old. Well, here's something a little less risque. A star celebrity, Baldy of the Week. This is
0: good. Larry the Cucumber. <clears throat> Why did it take us so long? This is great.
2: So, if you don't know Larry the Cucumber, he is uh, from VeggieTales and he's Bob's best friend and co host of the show, VeggieTales. Uh, and he had, if you didn't remember, he had like a big singular tooth. And he had this quirky, childlike personality, uh, much to the contrast of Bob, who was a little more serious all the time. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, Phil Vischer, who created these guys, uh, you know, he kind of framed it this way: he said Bob wants to help kids, and Larry wants to help Bob. That's what he was there <laughs> to just help Bob out. Uh, but because Larry is rather scatterbrained, a little uh, immature at times, <laughs> um, you know, they they, they kind of struggle with each other on how are we going to teach this lesson uh-huh. uh, or tell this story, and Larry often is is going through something similar to what the kids are struggling with, and so he kind of learns the lesson along with them, <laughs> which I think what, is what made him so such a beloved character. Yeah, was like he wa- he huh. was actually learning and growing along with the kids. Um, and so, were you a VeggieTales oh. guy growing up at all?
0: Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and I probably wouldn't have been, but we had a youth pastor that made it cool, you know? Okay. So, he, the youth pastor would show uh, some of the videos, and then especially the Silly Songs with Laddie, the popular show <laughs> where Laddie comes out and <laughs> sings a silly song, you know? And so, and of course, the one silly song that it just goes along with this is, Oh, where is my hairbrush? Now is isn't that is that Larry or is that is that that's Larry lo- looking for his hairbrush, isn't it?
2: Yes, yes. He's
0: looking for his, and hairbrush. and it doesn't
2: make any sense. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't need he doesn't. a hairbrush.
0: Well, Larry, why do you need a hairbrush? You don't have any hair. <laughs> <laughs> Such an ironic song. Oh I, my I, goodness! I guess
2: i never really thought about it quite that way. I love it.
0: Uh so good yes
2: now did you was he your favorite character or was there another one that kind of stuck out yeah
0: i mean he he was and for all of the reasons that you pointed out you know tom or bob was the the more uh serious down to business and and larry was just kind of the cut up the the mess up um the comedic relief Kind of thing, and of course the silly songs with Larry. That was that was the best part uh, of any of the the Veggie Tales movies. Because the movies usually, or even like some of the regular, you know, even if it wasn't like a movie over a biblical, then sometimes he had the the sing along, the Veggie Tales sing alongs, yeah. you know, yeah. and those were just great. And every time you got to the silly songs with Larry, it was always the best part. I mean, so many good ones, so many good ones. <laughs> good I'll link ones them in the show notes, so check out the show notes.
2: There you go. Um I, I did like Larry I also liked Archibald the asparagus like he was yes. always kind of the like he was the more prim and proper one in the stories yeah <laughs> sure. um, yeah Archibald. and he had the English accent uh-huh. and the monocle <laughs> the, that was I always thought that was over the top the monocle yeah um and so he, yeah he was a lot of fun but dude, yeah Larry was <laughs> definitely the most lovable of them all um and like I said because he's uh, his flaws were just so apparent and yeah. I think he was willing to work through them and it like not hide them or have any pretense i think that again he just an incredibly wonderful um character yeah. now is there like an episode of veggie tales that like you're like when you think of veggie tales that pops yeah. to mind
0: yeah um the esther the esther one that they mm-hmm. did was really good i think they had a daniel in the lion's den yeah. One. That's a, was a, good that one. Was a good one. As far as songs go, this, it might be the, I, don't, I think it might be Silly Songs of Larry, but it's the, the pirates who don't do anything. That's, uh, <laughs> yes. that's one of the best ones. And then uh, when Eliana was grown up as a kid, that's the peas, right? The peas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the peas are great. They kind of remind me of the minions, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but totally. when Eliana was, uh, smaller and, you know, we would try and get her to, to go to bed at nighttime, we would do, um, God is bigger than the boogeyman song. And uh, so that God is bigger than the boogeyman. So, such a good, such a good song. So yeah, I just, uh, what about you? You had any uh, favorite? Uh, I mean, yeah, some of the ones that my all time favorite though is the Jonah was a prophet.
1: Oh,
2: yes.
0: <laughs> Jonah was a prophet. And
2: what I love is, um, you know, there's that lyric in there, but he never really got it. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that is mm. you know one of those things where it's it's true like yeah. Jonah he's a character who um kind of missed it and so I mean a lot of the the you know I, I mean sometimes animated and children's tales kind of can can sometimes tort or twist sure. um, but I remember hearing that song I really liked that they had yeah. that in there because it captures a guy who just he missed the boat. You <laughs> like that one? <laughs> there you go. That's um, a good point. On, good on point. The, the lesson that God was trying to, to learn. And so, yeah. again, I just, I, I, that's, that song and that episode, um, yeah. I really, I really enjoyed Jonah.
0: Mm. You're going to want to check out the show notes, friends. I'm going to post a lot of VeggieTales links. That's so right. There you check go. Check them out.
2: Um, so, thanks, Phil Vischer, for creating Larry the Cucumber, giving us a Baldy of the Week that's right. to talk about. Now the reason I came up with Larry the cucumber
1: nice.
2: for this, this is, week, this is, is you're just on national top of your celebration right is <laughs> National Pickle Day.
0: This is
1: great.
2: Um, it's great. And so I was looking up. I was trying to think of famous pickles, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> a cucumber pickle becomes is a just a pickled cucumber. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) So there's the connection, folks. National Pickle Day is on November 14th. It was created to to celebrate the pickle as one of Mm. the world's most famous and favorite fermented foods. Pickles prove to be preposterously popular with people across the country. Mm. The number of pickle eaters is projected to proliferate to more than 250 million by the end of 2023. And that gives plenty of pretext to position Mm. November 14th as prime Pickle time. Pastor Ben, are you a pickle
0: fan, and
2: what do you like to eat pickles on?
0: I do. Uh, now I now I do. As a kid, I, I couldn't care for them, but um, mm. I love pickles. In fact, uh, the best chicken sandwiches, I think, have the right pickle. Like, I'll judge a, a chicken sandwich on the pickles, and I'll be honest. Like, I love Chick-fil-A, but they need to up their pickle game. Ooh. i'm calling you out chick-fil-a i Throw love them you. down i love you but um you go to popeyes they got some decent pickles on there and mm-hmm. as far as pickles go though i mean obviously there's different there's different kinds of um you know ways to pickle a cucumber um or anything really uh but i, I like the dill um the dill pickle, pickle you know um the bread and butter they're okay uh, i'm not i'm not a big fan of sweet pickles to be honest i want mine to be okay. a little more tart a little more sour um, okay. What about you?
2: Um, I also am a fan of pickles, mm. um, and I like. Th- there's actually, I mean, it's there's it's a world out there. It is actually. Yep. It's kind of like coffee, or <laughs> some of these other things, where it's like, <laughs> wow, there's actually some deep holes to fall down if you get in a pickling. Um, <laughs> But yeah, classic dill on a sandwich. So uh, down in Florida, we had cubans. Mm. So, yes, uh, a Cuban sandwich again. Pickles very important a part of that sandwich, yeah. and so I love I love dill pickles on yeah. sandwiches. Um, the ones I loved, I actually do like a bread and butter pickle. Yeah. I the store bought ones, I can, I'm, I'm with you. It can be feel a little artificial even sure. kind of sometimes. Um, but my mother in law like does her own pickling and mm-hmm. her bread and butter pickles are out mm-hmm. of this world. That's good. Um, and they're like, there are, they're, uh, they're just good. Like but I could eat them straight out of the jar. Yeah. Um, wow. Which most of the time I'm kind of on a pickle. It's like, let's put it on something. Sure. Although, you know, the Sometimes. spear that they give you mm-hmm. with a with sub sandwich. That's that, a good,
0: that's a good little side. I agree. And usually it's just uh, thrown in there for free. So,
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah, my I think my introduction to the love of pickles when I was younger mm. were the the little baby gherkins. Okay. Yeah. And they did those in kind of a sweet uh, variety, sure. and that's yeah. how I like got into pickles. And then I, I've grown mm. in appreciation of them. Mm. Uh, but they really are one of those things where they can be so potent on their own that yeah. I get why people are a little leery of them. But when you put them on things, yes. they they really complement and bring out. And accentuate other flavors, right? And so I feel like the the pickle is a great thing for that, like relish, yeah, on a hot dog. Sure, I love relish on a hot dog.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's but, a good. It's like a it's like the best backup singer. I think pickles are, um, big, oh, you know, it, they're they're there, and and they, you can't substitute the pickle. You you can't like. Bring that in and take something else out, it needs to it, it sort of brings everything together, I think, and adds when you get that tartness. Um, I just we just had a, I had a burger at Chili's yesterday and the pickles on the on the Chili's burger were just spot on, man. I mean, like they were crunchy and it was like it was a brisket burger. And when you went, man, it was just man, it was so great. I love yeah. pickles. <laughs> oh, well, we went to um, steak and shake the other oh, yeah. day Ace is yeah, yeah. a big fan
1: uh-huh.
2: My mom and him and I after baseball practice mm. and we were having my mom had their classic burger I went the Western which yeah. is really good okay. But she was saying she's like, you know the lettuce tomato on a burger's great, but yeah. they just they just there they do pickle onion perfect and man yeah. yeah she's like you really can't do better
0: yeah, yeah i agree really, your mom's really can't. right on marilyn that's good <laughs> amen
2: um so like cucumbers aren't the only thing we can pickle and i know True. this is the pickle day is about that but i thought that's are right. there other things yep. that you do like pickled
0: i'm trying to think if i've um what i've had pickled other than a cucumber um i mean i have had pickled onions i'm not a big fan of pickled onions but i know some people re- really do i uh, love those um, I guess <laughs> could you call brining something pickling it? I, I don't know if that's. I mean, it's probably a similar concept, like brining chicken and stuff, but it's it's obviously not. Oh. Um, I don't know. I because you probably could use vinegar. Uh, I, I don't know. So I don't. What What do you? Are there some other things that you like that are uh, pickled?
2: So I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of fan of sauerkraut. Um, again, not by itself. Good one. Yep. But on like a bratwurst yep. or a dog of some kind. Okay. Um, I can get down with that. Um, I did have, you know, the Asian equivalent of kimchi, right? Oh, um, yeah. It, uh, like that the fish sauce, that gets a little potent. Sure. So that's where I start to go. Uh, again, if it's on something, maybe you're mixed into something, but by, by itself, that could be a little much. True. Um, I do like... Uh, pickled onions, um, like the red yeah. red pickled onions, yeah. uh, those are all right. Again, if they're uh, but I, a little a little sweetness, if not, they're they can be a little overwhelming. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, there's a few things, and like I, there more and more, I've started to try things that are pickled. I'm trying to think what my mother in law does a lot of pickling, mm. and so I've had some other things. Um, but I'm so I'm I've I've grown over the years and my appreciation of the whole pickling genre yeah. if you will
0: yeah you're right but that's, i
2: still don't know that there's anything mm, better
0: than a cucumber, than a cucumber that that's been pickled wow
2: i still think it reigns supreme
0: i think so too but there you go pickles national pickle day
2: on <laughs> let's see what was it i say it's november 14th so tuesday coming up okay go get your go get yourself a pickle so do you good. like fried pickles
0: oh yeah so i had some sonic okay. uh they they added that to their menu and oh. uh i i did those and substitute of fries a couple weeks ago, and I will tell you when you have too many fried pickles, uh, you got to have some tums afterwards. <laughs> so it'll get you. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: It'll, it'll get, get you. Good. Yeah. Well, between the fried food and the vinegar, I yeah. mean, it would make sense. Yeah. yeah, a little bit.
0: But oh yeah, fried pickles are great.
2: But it is one of those things where the tartness of it stands up to the grease a little right. bit and actually like brightens it up and doesn't make it so he- like heavy. For at sure. At least when you're Tasting it, yeah. And
0: afterwards, you might disagree, but you dip it in ranch, dude. There you go. There, there
2: you go. So, good. so get yourself a pickle on National Pickle Day yes. while watching some Veggie Tales. That's it, everyone. There's your challenge. That's
0: it get right a basket
2: there. of fried pickles and watch some Veggie Tales <laughs> this week. There's your. It. There you go. <laughs> Take a picture baldness. of it and show it to us. <laughs> Oh, Wyatt Park, you guys were, can continue along in James, and yeah. you moved into chapter five this week. Yeah. Uh, growing up means growing in trust, James 5, one through six. And I, like, yeah. this. Was, you did a good job with this message, brother. Appreciate that. Um, and I think it was pretty early that this line just jumped out at me, so I copied it. I want to share it, yeah. and then I'll have you talk about it. Sure. But he said, at first, you said, I thought the antidote to greed is generosity. Hmm. But as I've spent time thinking about it, I think it's actually trust. Yes. I thought that was an excellent line. Talk to me about, just as you were wrestling through this passage, the significance as this idea settled in under your brain. Yeah.
0: So James has a warning for uh, these rich um, oppressors who uh, they've stored up for themselves money and clothes and resources. And James says, um, well, you know, good, good luck with all of that, because your precious clothes are going to be eaten by moths, and your silver and gold will be corroded, and, uh, and so he's, he's talking to these people who have just lived their lives with such greed, and the story that came to mind um, was Exodus 16, the story of God providing manna in the wilderness to the Israelites and the instructions that they were to eat all of the manna within that single day. So eat as much as you want or as little as you want, but don't store any up. And the Israelites found out that if they did store manna for the next day, then it would be basically rotting, you know, maggots, and it would smell really bad. So they had to trust that as they ate all of the manna on that day, That God would cause Mana to fall on the ground the next day. And so that made me think of what we pray in the Lord's Prayer um, Give us this day our daily bread. And it's so tempting for us to pray for this day and tomorrow and the next and the next, you know, but we're like, that's sort of the trust that the scriptures and Jesus is trying to instill in us to trust God's abundance for today, God's care for us today. And so the reason why I said that I think the opposite or the antidote to to greed is trust is because we can't, so at first I thought it was generosity, but then the thought came to me that we really can't be generous unless we trust God for today. If we don't trust God for today, then we're not going to be generous, and we'll be oppressors, we'll be rich oppressors, or if we're not rich oppressors, then we're just going to be people who just hoard and take stuff that we don't need unnecessarily so i kind of spent a good chunk of the the message sort of that was like my thesis and so i kind of was like "Okay, so let me explain this to you yeah. and uh I, I think it made sense i hope it made sense
2: absolutely i i loved how you connected it to last week too and, and so showed how this is not a, a, a hard pivot in thought Yeah, but this kind of arrogant planning that we had talked about mm-hmm. really has to do with our uh again, desire to be able to control mm. things in the area of, of like, financial security, which yeah. was, I, I thought, a great thought. And and I've been in now a number of churches uh, where we have these discussions around finances. Sure. And I just, I think it brings to mind, especially when it comes to finances, a lot of our discussion, yeah. at least in the meetings I've been in, Yeah. Uh, talk about security, safety, mm. contingency, all of those things, and that that kind of idea does exist in the Bible. It's sure. not like it's absent. There, yep. There's a lot of proverbs about this sort of thing. Sure, but I thought as you sh- were sharing these ideas, it really I went, man. Do you think if taken too far Mm. in our church communities and our our faith communities that this can actually, thats concept, we can use it almost as a guise or take it too far and lead us to a lack of trust and ultimately lead us to Mm. be ones who hoard, who act almost in a greedy manner and are neglecting maybe some of those things that God has around us?
0: Yeah. So I've heard of one such church who... Is really on the brink of. They've had to recently make a decision about their future, um, mm. whether they were going to continue to meet or to close up. Um, and part of the issue with this church is one of the. They have a foundation with a sizable amount of money in there that they will never run out of, but uh, they are, and through the years, just haven't been willing to even be a little risky with that in order to make some, some ministry decisions, you know? And Mm. so that's probably, and that's just one church, because I'll bet you there's probably many churches in America who have these, these, uh, foundations, these, uh, savings accounts. And, and again, like, like you said, like there, there is some wisdom into being wise with, with what we have, you know, to spending and saving and, and being wise with that. Um, but I think what happens is, um, when greed leads the way um and and or lack of trust leads the way and we mm-hmm. save because we just we just don't trust that that the god's going to take care of us today or or tomorrow um and and so yeah I, I think there's a lot of churches that if if they would be able to look at the resources that they have is not something that they have to um hide away for a rainy day but see the potential in maybe what new ministry what new outreach could be started with with these resources that let's be honest a lot of these churches who have these like they've been sitting in these accounts for years <laughs> and yeah, these accounts right. haven't changed in fact they, they've probably gained uh, interest or whatever and and so this idea of of trying trying to save it for any day is just it's just ludicrous and so Sadly, when pastors <laughs> shine light on that, uh, it usually is the end of their, their time there. So,
2: <laughs> so. Well, and and I think this is, I th- I'm so glad passages like this exist in the scripture. Yeah. Because it is a reminder of like, what if Jesus showed up today? Yeah. And like, I don't want to have to yeah. look at him and say, right. well, we had this million dollars in the bank. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because in case Yeah Whatever happened Yeah And it's like I also Like I I am for like mm. Saving Like I Because I almost think Churches probably shouldn't Take on debt If they can avoid it sure. I think that would be sure. The best way Well for not just churches But anybody to operate Right But particularly Maybe a community of faith Yeah Like if you're gonna go Hey we wanna do this project or do this thing and we're going to save them out and it's for a purpose and sure. we're not going to move on this until the Lord first provides it up front. Yeah, Like that kind of thing I think is fine. But sure. a lot of the conversations I hear is like you said, it's yeah. a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's some wisdom for a dark day. Things happen, sure. uh, you know, air conditioning units go out. Yeah. Like again, uh, needs come up in the family to be able to like uh, deal with, right. um, and so I think there's some space for that. But right. it's like you say, a lot of these things, mm-hmm. um, it's not like we have it for a purpose, or right. it's like uh, again, maybe labeling some of those things like f- for benevolence needs sure. that we can just meet oh, as yeah. as they come. Yeah. Um, and, and if it's if you're going to do that, if you're going to uh, keep some up. Um, make it so it's not like you have a lack of trust, but hey, Lord, mm-hmm. you've given this this passion, this motivation, and we've now got this so that when those things come up, yeah. uh, we can just move on it, mm-hmm. um, and cool. and treating it more that way. But I, I think, like you said, a lot mm-hmm. of that isn't what it is. It's
0: going sure, so we can be safe as though yes. uh, again, f- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, le- the lectionary but, passage on sunday from Matthew 25 is the the foolish and the wise virgins yeah you know and those who had enough oil and those those who didn't and you know so there is a sense in you know you want to have have enough um, but also i mean you think about um, i think it's just it's just a good caution for for us um, that there there's a fine line between between greed and also um, just willy nilly, um, just, just blowing through stuff. Right. And, and so, yeah, I think you're right there. There's a balance there, but oftentimes what happens is we, we more lean towards the side of, of greed and, and, and hoarding <laughs> than we do necessarily just being, um, irresponsible with our money most churches i know they're not irresponsible with their money it's it's, you know it's usually there's an excess of stuff and it's just it's a battle to find out and figure out how to wisely use it
2: yeah it's interesting like i i've got some friends in ministry over the years who are probably on the other end of the spectrum where it's like they just like they'll do things like that i'm like i i mean i hope God told you to do that. And the funny thing is I've watched the Lord like mm. bail them out. Yeah. Wow. And I would still I wouldn't say that yeah. their decisions are, are right or they're justified in that. Sure. But I've watched a God show up for these mm. people who do spend irresponsibility, yeah. put put themselves in positions that are yeah um probably untenable and unwise sure and I, I keep thinking like well if someone was remotely responsible and prayerful more and mm. actually did like do this wisely how much more will god show yeah. up and and take care of them yeah and so that that's always Looks challenged good. me again not to like again oh, oh, to almost well god what is it the malachi passage mm. i just it's when they're not taking the collection for the poor and you know, I mean, again, yeah. prosperity guys like uh, brutalize <laughs> some of these passages.
0: Sure.
2: But in Malachi, he tells them. He goes, yeah. "Test me, yeah, yeah. Get, go, get, go. Take care of the poor mm. so much mm. to see if I don't just wow. rain down the blessing on you.
0: That's some important. And I think context. it's so yeah. easy
2: to go, well, God wow. doesn't like. That's not how it works. Really. Like I, I, but no, when it comes to that sort of thing, wow." Um, to put ourselves where we care more about the needs that are in front of us rather than yeah. our own security. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if God still doesn't have that attitude of going, look, man, you're gonna you're gonna you're you're gonna get out on an edge and and risk for the sake of, mm. of people's needs.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think he's got no our kidding. back. I think so too. I love that. Thanks for that context for that Malachi passage, because I've only ever heard that from like pastors just in terms of giving money to the church and not necessarily to the actual context of Malachi there with with giving to the needy that's that's interesting.
2: Yeah, so I mean the question is which tithe is he talking about? Yeah. I think uh, look they're they're all priests that yeah. he's talking to that, uh. like so that tithe is coming into the storehouse. <laughs> I think it's the tithe in this third and the sixth year that's meant for the poor. Yeah. that he's talking about fascinating. Um, and so, yeah, I, in, in that context, yep. it is, and I think when you put it in that right context, the, the yeah. idea of God just sitting up there going, if you will just yeah. trust me right. and is. be radically open-handed to those around you. Mm. Mm. And that's the neat thing. It, like you yeah. said, trust is the common factor. It keeps us from being greedy. And right. It's also the thing that, make, that helps us to be generous. That's so good. Mm. And so it, it, I think that's why we associate greed and generosity as right, opposites right. but they're actually like the root yes. um solution is is trust there it is. it'll keep us from greed and push mm. us into generosity mm. Dude that, I mean trust me I your words I'm so sitting on just chewing on them
0: It was They've a good it was a week. good cuz when I started to write the the message last week I wasn't exactly sure where it was going and then once that moment clicked it was like <laughs> You know, it's like fingers you are that? just typing. You know, the,
2: when the Holy Spirit shows up, that's good. Please keep showing up. It, it, it's it's helpful to the sermon. It is hundred yeah. um, percent. One more thing about your message I liked is you yeah. shared some words or images behind. Uh, there's because there's a number of words that in the Bible that get translated trust. Yeah. Uh, and you talked about a few of those and kind of I that there's a lot of imagery in them and so I thought. Was there any one of those that you want to share or all of them that just really gave you a picture that you're like okay this is what it means to trust God.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the words was <clears throat> when like when you sprain an ankle and you have to mm-hmm. lean on like a crutch mm-hmm. or maybe have like a friend or two come and you put your arms around them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe when you see a football player leaving the field and they're having to sort of hobble on on one one foot. That that was the one that really just stood out to me because I've sprained an ankle Before I've had to like Rely on someone to help me to, to get from Point A to point B and and I think that's to me is like one of the The more vivid words For for trust in the Hebrew language And like I said I you know there's probably more than Four and I didn't want to get bogged Down and getting them to remember sure. all you know like The names and stuff just the general ideas um, Yeah you know there was one other uh, That that um, was like Hammering a tent peg in, into Like a solid ground um, instead of like a squishy, you know, wet ground <laughs> so that yeah. so that whatever you're hammering down will stay and so to me it's like then the question is so what is that what is the that firm ground that mm-hmm. we are relying on and i think that'll that'll preach every day of the week <laughs> when we talk about uh, trusting in god give us this day our daily bread and i think mm-hmm. um man th- like that just that just gave me a whole new appreciation for that line in the Lord's Prayer right there, and then thinking about Exodus 16 and and the manna in in the wilderness. Just yeah. such a powerful, such a powerful story.
2: Well, and it is it's it's funny like how how I I mean this antidote that you spoke of is I I think trust is the antidote for a lot of things, yeah. whether it be fear. Yeah. Um, like you said greed Mm -hmm. a lack of generosity like a lot of things be anxious for nothing Jesus says I mean these radical things Mm -hmm. but a lot of them come back to do I trust God is who he says he is yeah and that he feels the way about me that he the way he says he feels Mm. about me yeah and it's easy to to cognitively ascend to it's a different thing to live out on a daily basis
0: True, (laughs) so true yeah
2: well thank you brother for that i appreciated it very much it's awesome thank you um in heart at harvest we are in exodus 12 and 13 and eric bolger preached a message entitled by a strong hand Mm. and uh I'll tell you what, give a guy with a PhD in Old Testament two chapters and you're going to get I mean, he didn't go he did. super long, uh-huh. but it was a dense meaty dense yeah. sermon, man. Yeah. Um but so good. <laughs> oh my goodness, so good. And so, I can't share everything he talked about, but it like uh so he walked through uh Exodus 12 and 13. Highlighting the strong hand, partially because it's one an image that it, like shows up a lot in the Bible, and it starts here in Exodus. Um, but he really kind of started to show a lot of the tangible, physical elements that happen in the Exodus passage. Whether it's, again, the the killing of the goat or the lamb and the painting of the blood on a lentil. Yeah. um when he talks about who can participate, right? The emphasis on all your males must be circumcised. And the people people from outside of Israel were invited into this if they would be circumcised and, and become a part of the community. Mm. And then he did a, some really great biblical theology connecting the Passover to communion, connecting circumcision to baptism. Mm. Um, all of this to really lead to going like, we, we are... There's in the both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament we have an embodied faith. That's what we see,
0: yeah.
2: um, and it really used Jesus to highlight that that the mm. between the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, all of these are like have this bodily element to them, and that the physical matters. And he just he talked about how when he was a young man he'd fall into thinking the spiritual's more important mm. than the physical, wow. but the Bible could not challenge that thought more yeah. than it does and so after navigating all of that he kind of settled into these uh really practical kind of statements or implications that i thought we would just um talk about a little bit sure. and so i'm just yeah. I'll, i'm gonna read one and then we'll yep. stop and and give some thoughts uh and the first thing he said is your body affects your soul and vice versa but that's an implication of mm. us being embodied creatures yeah. um, Thoughts, how you've seen that play out in ministry.
0: Okay, say that one more time.
2: Body, yep. like what we do to our bodies affects yep. our souls mm. and vice versa. What we do to our souls does affects yeah, our bodies. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think exercise is um, one of the things that I've seen true in my life. <clears throat> when I have taken some time to just be intentional about um, even just like walking for 20 or 30 minutes, um, my, my diet... <laughs> you know, like there's like if if I if I'm eating a poor diet, um, then I get lethargic and tired, and then things that I need to do, things I want to do, I can't do, and sometimes that interferes with then what I want to do spiritually as well. If I'm tired and lethargic, then I don't want to pray. Um, I don't want to you know do. I don't want to serve and work as as I'm called to do on a daily basis. Um, and I'll just give you one example when I was in, in Indiana. <clears throat> um, I was really, I mean, it was mid twenties and for being in my mid twenties, I just had such a poor diet and I was, I was really overweight. And, uh, and I just, I, man, I like, I would, I would leave the office and just like nap a good chunk of the evening before dinner, you know, and then afternoon I would nap some more. And I finally decided, well, I had a, I had a friend, a pastor friend in, in, uh, Darlington, Indiana, Named Andy Payton, who tricked me into going to the gym and getting a membership, and then you know he would invite me to go and work out with him, and and, and I would do it, and then I started getting getting into it, and I started going without him, and so what I what I found out was I need to treat my uh, my office hours. I need to include going to the gym uh, as a part of my office hours, and I, and I I told the church because if if. I'm not at my best physically, then a lot of times that's just going to probably affect me um, spiritually as well. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying you have to have a six pack abs to be at your best spiritually, but just to have some semblance of, uh, of um, a, a connection to, to good rhythms physically. And I think oftentimes that will naturally lead to spiritually and then like vice versa as well. Like when, when mm-hmm. you are when, when spiritually, when you are feeling, um, uh, free uh, of your sin, no condemnation. I mean, that's so good for your mental health. Uh, yeah. So I man, there's so many, so many ways where that could be be true. What What are some ways that, that you're thinking of?
2: <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I think like you said, I, we're quick to if we have like a physical ailment to get a pill or something to deal with it, rather than ask is there an underlying spiritual, emotional, yeah, issue that's maybe leading to, to pain. Yeah. Um, and I have often, I think. I think a lot of people as they get age and there's health issues in their body like they start dealing with depression and different things and and feel like what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Well, your your leg hurts all the time. Yeah. And yeah, that's gonna affect you emotionally. Like, so I've really been able to counsel and I don't know that that makes it go away, mm. but it kind of giving them the freedom to go, I've never felt like this before. Why am I feeling like this? Yep. And going, well, it's because you're connected and as your body falls apart, yeah. like that's gonna that's gonna have an effect. Um so that's mm. what been one way. Um I think I've used it in, in pastoral counseling. And so I think that's it good. is, like you said, just to think through it is going, um, yeah, I mean, with young men, um, and in my own life, like when I ballooned up thirty pounds, chances are there was a lack of discipline and not my, like, you know, uh, sure. sexual purity too. Yeah. yeah. And so I've noticed like, with young men, if I see right. like weight gain, mm. I go, "Hey, what are you looking at on your computer?" Yeah. And not every time, sure. But like probably three quarters of the time, they're like, sure. "Dude, yeah, I have really fallen into lust." Yeah. And and those things there because they're interconnected, it's and like, so we're holistic yeah. beings, and we we should. Treated as such.
0: It's like laziness yeah. begets laziness and carelessness begets carelessness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I can yeah. see that.
2: So I thought that was a great, I mm. mean, super practical truth that he shared. I love that story in 1 mm. Kings with Elijah, prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Rains yep. down fire from heaven and then he starts fleeing. He ends up, um, yeah. Out on the, like lord take my life kill me <laughs> and the next line is and he laid down yeah. and then an angel comes to him and says here arise and eat <laughs> he
0: has a nap and a snack
2: <laughs> and then he naps again and they do they do this twice before like god will even speak to him again <laughs> yeah. and it's like before god addresses like hey you want to kill yourself or like we could he's like no shut up yeah Get a nap, get yeah. a bite to eat, take care of yourself, sure. and then we can have this conversation. And I just, I've always loved that that's right there in the scriptures. <laughs> that's good. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, the second thing he said is that we yeah. are not unlimited. As embodied yeah. creatures, yeah. we're just not unlimited. Oh, man. What's the wisdom mm-hmm. there?
0: <laughs> I mean, so many things that we have in our life right now, uh, we just know that to be true. I mean, how, how often are we plugging in our phones? Because we're afraid that if I don't plug it in now, I'm not going to have a chance to plug it in later. And, you know, we use it so much that by the end of the day, you know, you got 20, 30% on on your phone or tablet or computer or whatever. And we're, we're just like that. If not more so as, as human beings, we have to recharge and we, and that's again, really the wisdom of, of Sabbath, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, where man, it was not, was not created to, we're, we're not human doings, we're, we're human beings first. Mm-hmm. And if, if we don't have a rhythm of, of plugging in and charging and resting, um, then we will slowly find, um, at some point find bottom, find, find our yeah. limit. And I don't know about you, but part of where I need to grow is, I just think I'm invincible. <laughs> I just, I just think I can go, 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 and I just, I don't know. I mean, there's been times where we're like, yeah, I need to rest. Yeah, I need my day off. Yeah, I need Sabbath. Um, but there's just so many times where I just neglect that, and then it catches up to me, you know, weeks later, a month later, or whatever. And um, so, yeah, oh gosh, that's that that hits that hits home.
2: I yeah, I felt this on. I loved this truth because right after this message and the service. I had like a, we had a scripture readers meeting and then I, my wife and I were working with the kids on a Christmas choir. We started that this week. Nice. And then I had to, what else was I? I was running around trying to do something else and get it in. And that was like, and then I had people cover Like I had a guy teaching a class for me, run a sermon discussion for me. I had all these other people doing other things. Yeah. And I was like, it's just a reminder. I'm still doing too much probably. Mm-hmm. And I certainly can't be in 10 places at once. <laughs> and what a, what a gift, what a gift that yeah, is. Right. That we need each other yeah. like, to make this thing happen. Sure. Um, and so rather than feel the pressure of going, ah, oh, I, I have to do more, it's mm-hmm. gone, no, I can't. Yeah. And either someone else is going to take care of it for me this morning and sure. just see the need and do it, right. or it won't happen, and it's not the end of the world.
0: It's good. <laughs> so, That's so true.
2: Uh, his next one was Sacraments Matter. And uh, this is something I appreciated about being at Wyatt Park. Mm. It's one of the things I love most uh, about uh, Harvest here is, again, just how important the Lord's Supper communion yeah. is, how important baptism is, that these aren't just things that are optional, yeah. uh, but things that are essential mm. to the discipleship of, of us as a, as a church, and so, just, again, it was a reminder of that, and I loved mm. seeing the, the connections back to the Old Testament. Mm. Uh, but any words on the sacraments that you want to share?
0: Just understanding, just like communion for, like Protestants, we would say our sacraments would be baptism in the Lord's Supper, um, whereas Catholics, I think they, they would they have like seven, seven sacraments, sure. you know, but... Um, coming to an understanding of just the Lord's Supper as a sacrament makes it so much more rich in my mind. Cause I grew up in a mm-hmm. tradition that where it was more like just an ordinance, just a, like mm-hmm. a command, like do this, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> just be obedient. And, <laughs> and it's important that we are o- obedient, but what I love this sacrament idea is that, um, it, that these things are like a, like a means of grace, like a, like a window to, to grace, not that they themselves are grace, but they, they, they point to God's grace working in our lives. Very common and ordinary things such as bread and wine and water that we can touch and taste and see and smell that um, we, we do. All, and like even for baptisms, for instance, one of the things I, I want to do more is whenever we have a baptism Um, for somebody in the church is then have an opportunity for the rest of the congregation to remember their baptism. And so like in the past I've done a baptism remembrance where I would do the sign of the cross with water on their foreheads. Um, I've got friends in the Episcopal and Anglican tradition that they've got this, like, wand, you know, and they, like, stick it in the water, and then they, like, fling it out into the congregation, remember your baptism, remember your (laughs) baptism, you know? And so I just love this idea that uh, there's real presence involved in Mm. taking communion. Now, you know, of course, Catholics would say it's... like the 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 bread and the cup become the real body and blood of Jesus. I don't know about that, but I I, I do believe there's mystery. Like we do, we don't sure. know what's happening in the spiritual realm, um, and I'm fine with saying you know this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ broken for you. And w- however it works, however God wants to use those common symbols in a way to to draw our hearts closer to him I'm, I'm totally cool I'll, I'll take a back seat <laughs>
2: there you go that's right when, when in doubt just say what Jesus said there you
0: go there you go that's
2: right that's right, that's right. you know I, I I experienced this like that that grace um, so I had I had a a, a brother who I, I said some things in my last message that didn't didn't hit him right mm, okay. and, so, and he came okay. in and shared yeah. and we had a great conversation nice. and left that feeling great yeah um but i was gone last week and then there was some, this week i was hosting and so i got to i was serving communion and he came up mm. and it was just very interesting like i i felt like everything was okay yeah but it was in that moment that we sh- like shared communion yeah, together it was good. like i was like it was like any sense oh. of things aren't yeah. aren't, aren't settled break. was gone that's good and it was like that moment. And it was oh, like, I, that what happened this week. It was just a really beautiful moment for me going, mm, there's something to that. God did something through those things. And it was love it. lovely. Mm. Um, you, you, so I mean, you did a whole study on this next one. Our future is physical. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes. just talking yes. about it. So I'm sure you that's can. it's good, man. Uh, it's just, uh, remember that, yeah, again, yeah. we're not some disembodied mm. existence in a spiritual heaven. Right. Um, that's not the story of the Bible. It's that we uh, are given resurrected bodies. Mm-hmm. We live in the new heavens and the new earth yeah. that seems to have mm-hmm. that same physical characteristics yeah. our, our current existent does. So, I mean, any thoughts, words on that? Gosh,
0: yeah, I think that's just one of the missing pieces in uh, evangelical Christendom today, that it's mm-hmm. hard to get excited about floating around on clouds. But when you think about a new heaven and a new earth, and you think about an embodied existence with the same joys that we feel as humans today, except for its unending joy, and there's no brokenness, mm. so there's no tears, uh, there's no parting, no more parting. I don't, I don't know what relationship we'll have with with those that we know right now in this age, but there's no doubt that we will have those connections in some way, that familiarity with those in the age to come, and so that's that, like that's our ultimate that's our ultimate, like, that's the gospel. It's like the age to come. It's, it's the new heavens and the new earth. And when these bodies go down into the earth, that's like the seed of, of our rebirth for, for that day when, when Christ comes back physically mm. and raises up the dead. And those, those bodies are all restored. And even if you were cremated, you know, hey – he can he can do it. He can recreate. <laughs> He'll call he the cares? dust from the east and the west and be the most glorious thing, man. Mm. I love it. Love it. Gosh. Love. It. That's that's a that's a have that's that's a sermon there. Go to the show notes and go watch that that message. Um it'll be it'll be there. Click on that link and watch watch that message from Eric Bolger.
2: Bolger, yeah. Bolger. Okay. Yep. So yeah, and then, uh, Mm. I mean, again, we don't have to go, well, we probably talked enough, but he just talked about, again, using our bodies in worship, so like we stand, we kneel during confession, things of that nature, and just, again, the the physical affects the spiritual, and so those things can represent Mm. postures, which was helpful. Uh, The other one that I think uh, you would really enjoy was he talked about uh, that we should, as a church, care for physical needs, and this flows out of that first one of going yeah. people probably aren't going to receive the gospel yeah. or be really up for it if they're starving to death. Right.
0: Absolutely <laughs> so, 100%. Like mm-hmm. and
2: it's uh, you know there's that split to going you do spiritual needs or you do physical needs but yeah. no we actually got to do those things Bring in tandem together.
0: together. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the it, like the shoe boxes we're sending out shoe boxes with Samaritan's yeah. Purse and I reminded people that when when they're held by a kid like Samaritan's Purse has already been in those communities and those villages. And so, like they've heard the message of a loving God and, and and jesus and and then that's been being connected with these gifts and food and education and when you when you put that together that's Boom. that's the combination that's what Jesus did that's what his ministry was all about
2: It's almost mm. like he healed the cripple and said, "Your sins are forgiven." gosh. <laughs> Go figure! I love it. Uh, That's so good, and wow. and I again those those the departure from either of those two things is right is the danger of the sub Christian spiritualities whether it be like the again the Gnosticism that developed that the physical yeah. is bad and the spiritual is good, mm. um, but theology matters and I, again his Amen. whole point was we live in an embodied faith yeah. it's not spiritual or physical it's those things two together mm. that our spirituality is embodied. Um, and the things that we do, and just really seeing that, and so I thought it was a great, just a powerful message, a good reminder. Absolutely. And again, the, there, there's the he, the theology, it was there, but the way he brought it to just really like practice, how do we live mm. this out? And I thought, felt like he did an excellent job. So, anyway, thanks, Eric. Yeah, that's great. Embodied faith by a strong hand. That's Think right. of the strong yeah. hand of the Lord. Yeah.
0: Um, final thoughts for the day, brother. Well, um, you know, just um, just praying for for everybody to. I there was a, a quote that I uh, shared on Facebook today from Brian Zond, and I thought this was just perfect. And actually, Brian Zond didn't um, come up with this. This is from Teresa of Avila, Saint Teresa okay. of Avila. Um, she says, "Let nothing disturb you, nothing frighten you." All things are passing. God is unchanging. Patience gains all. Nothing is lacking to those who have God. God alone is sufficient. I was like, Amen. man, I could, I could take some of that and stir it in my, my tea.
2: There we go. Take and it do, folks. That's what we'll leave you with today. So thank you for that, brother. Yes, well, folks, thanks for listening again for another week. Uh, again, we'll be, be hoping that the Lord Continue to just grow you And conform you to the image of Jesus Amen. In the meantime, beware of those bears yeah. Grace and peace out